killing all these suckers where they at, man. Seeing through your cap, cause my vision is a cat scan. Trying to eat up in the game like I'm Pac-Man. So I'm blacking out on the track like I'm Batman. Hey, Call me Captain. what's up, y'all? Welcome to Case Court Podcast. So it's your boy, Case, the realest basketball fan alive. And I'm live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Westside. Thank you for tuning in. And today is season one, episode four. Happy 2020, y'all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I know I've been gone for a while. No need to explain my absence over the holidays, you know what I'm saying? But um, no need to worry about that. Let's get right into the discussion. And this week has been just a sad week because a couple days ago, you know, the great, the legend, five-time champion, 15-time All-Star, four-time All-Star MVP, two-time Finals MVP, and only one MVP, but we all know that's bull. You know, don't get me started with the politics on the regular season MVP, but that's another convo. And last but not least, an Oscar Academy Award winner, the Black Mamba, Kobe Bean Bryant, was killed in a helicopter crash. And and today, I I don't want to you know, dwell too much in the sadness of this, uh, although it is tough when you take into consideration um, the other people involved in the crash, God rest all their souls, but um, what I want to do today is focus on capturing this moment, you know, to tribute and pay homage and to be moved and inspired by the Mamba mentality that, that this man's legacy embodied, you know what I'm saying? So, just like any other episode, I'm going to start off with the moment of silence section. So, uh, you, usually within the moment of silence segment, this is dedicated to injured players. But, you know, this past week due to the loss of Kobe, you know, that, that was just such a devastating injury to the basketball community. We pretty much, you know, it, it's like we tore our, else, our, our Achilles or something like that. You know, you know, the season's done. You know, it's just that's just how it feels. I mean, season's not done, but it just feels like the season's over with, and it's just you know we just feeling off balance for a while. But you know, it's gonna take us um some time to recover. And with that being said, I like to commence to the moment of silence, and this one's for you, Cope. We love you, big bro. Rest in paradise. You will be missed, all right? So now, let's go right into the blockbuster segment of the show. And today, you know, I'm dedicating this one, the blockbuster blockbuster segment to Kobe. Because, man, did this man bust the block when he was balling. You feel me? You know, when, when it comes to the word killer instinct. You know what I'm saying? If you in basketball circles, the word killer instinct, the first name that comes to mind is obviously Kobe Bryant. So he owns that word, if you ask me. You know, in fact, like, his killer instinct was so powerful that if you if you look at the next great, which is LeBron, and look at his career, that was pretty much the, the main critique that he got was he didn't have this killer instinct that Kobe had because it was just so imminent. So... You know, he, he he set the bar so high with that that you, you had to do pretty much um some crazy things to to even, you know, live up to that expectation. So, you know, salute to Kobe for setting that example. And 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 it was so special if you watch his career because he, he did all of this, all this inspiration, primarily through work ethic. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, this man had God-given talent. You don't reach those heights that he did without the God-given talent that he had. But uh, if you if you listen to this man, um, sometimes when he spoke, he did mention, he, he made it pretty clear that he wasn't the quickest, he wasn't the biggest, and he wasn't the strongest. You know what I'm saying? Even though he was all these things, but he, he says compared to the other greats that he was around, I would say. But... I will say this. This is from coming from me. He definitely was the baddest by far. He clearly was the baddest. Pause. But you know what I'm talking about as far as baddest. You know, um, he, he was the scariest opponent to go against. And, and the reason he was so scary, what made him so scary, right? The thing that made him so scary was when you watched this man, there was just something that drove him. There, there was something. It was just he had this resilient motor within him and it was just evident whenever whenever you watch the man play you feel me and that that's where the the his nickname black mamba right think of the word black mamba or think of the real black mamba in in terms of the snake obviously you know any snake is is intimidating when you come across it but when you see a black mamba, it's pretty much, it looks like a, a black garden snake. You know, it's not the most intimidating snake, just by appearance. And, and when you think about Kobe, he, you know, off the court, he, he wasn't intimidating at all. You know, he's always cracking jokes, smiling. You know, anybody that came across him said he was incredibly nice. So Kobe, the human being, was not intimidating at all, similar to just the appearance of the black mamba. But... When you come to the other coin of things, Kobe on the court, right? He was a killer. And when, when you think of the Black Mamba, that is the number one most dangerous snake in the world. So if, if you, just, just the comparison of how they're not too intimidating, but they're the most dangerous thing you could come across, it, it, was, it was almost the perfect nickname for him. So... I like to focus on the word killer, right? If you pay close attention to any great killer, what do you see? I'll tell you, you'll see one focused individual, all right? And when you think of the word focus, right? Anybody that knows that's familiar with Kobe would know that focus was this man's middle name. So, so you start to see these attributes, you know, they kind of go hand in hand, killer, focus, you know, uh, the thing that was so special about his focus and how he had it so early was it, it showed his ability to understand himself and his purpose to the world. You know what I'm saying? And having that focus to persevere and achieve those those goals that he set forth in front of him. You know, and this and this was at such a young age, it came so natural to him, you know? That this is um something that a lot of adults struggle with today. You know, I, I, you know when you come across a lot of adults, we we go through this battle of what do we do in life. You know, we go through all these phases in life, and it's like, okay, what's next? You're done with this phase. What's next? You know, a, a lot of us are out here really searching for the next thing to do in life. A, a lot of times when we're done with one phase, but this man seemed to have a clear understanding of what God put him on this earth to do. And the thing about it is that when you, you, he had such a tunnel vision 
on this basketball dream. And the thing about um, you know how we talk of how I talked about earlier killers and how they're they have such a focus, right? When 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 you have such a focus, you 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 need a certain tunnel vision. And, and when you have this tunnel vision, what you do is you tend to detach from things around you, or you pretty much you come across as being detached because you're just so focused on these on this one goal or whatever you have in front of you that everything else around you doesn't matter. The emotions of people around you, of, of course. I'm not saying this guy was heartless. Like I said earlier, he if you met him off the court, he came across as the nicest man that you could meet, right? But just from us, from afar, when we watched him, he did come across as being detached. We we didn't have an idea of how nice of a man this guy was until you saw him in like interviews or if you heard stories from other individuals. So him um, having this tunnel vision kind of, comes across as being detached, and it could, it could actually strain relationships around you. So he, he kind of went through this. Uh, you know, I don't want to s- sit here and act like his story is peaches and cream. You know, none, every, you know, every the ups and downs are important in the story. To, to th- That's what makes it beautiful, right? But ultimately, what I want to do is salute this man for having a certain level of discipline to focus, and because he pretty much set that example out for us to follow, the blueprint, you know, the Mamba mentality. Right. And and watching him go through this, you know, all his trials and tribulations, ups and downs and still, you know, remaining course. He always said, you know, things are going to happen, but you, you got to stay course and, and just, you know, hard work pays off. Right. And, and just watching him go through life just gives you that confidence that, you know, you tell yourself, yes, you do have control over what goes on in your life. And and when you think about that, man, that that is that is powerful. You know, it, it it puts you in the mindset to be more proactive versus reactive to the world. You feel me? So, pretty much the past couple of days, I've just been reflecting on a lot of key moments in Kobe's career. You know, his life was one hell of a dramatic movie right before our eyes. You feel me? It was so many ups and downs. You know, from being drafted right out of high school, you know, airballing in the clutch in the playoffs against Utah. From that, he had another high. He rose from that situation like a phoenix into the Shaq and Kobe era when they won the went three peat. You feel me? And then they had another low with after that when they had the little beef and then they split up. And then he rose back into his prime where he was breaking records, dropping 81, and finally winning the chip without Shaq back to back, you know what I'm saying? And finally getting that fifth one, you know? And then he hit another low point after that later in his career when he went through all those injuries and how the Lakers just spiraled as he was, you know, on his way out to retirement. And on top of that, he still managed, of course Kobe would do this, he still managed to end it on the highest of notes with, you know, his farewell tour. If you ask me, I think that's the first time I've ever seen that, the farewell tour. You know, he's pretty much the inventor of that, if you ask me. And and on top of that, dropping 60 in his last game. If you, That is pretty much, you know, if you ask me, that it was the best last game 
of anybody's career I've ever seen in my life. That tops the the Peyton Manning, you know, winning in the Super Bowl his last game because you know they carried on carried him on, the team carried him on his back. That defense was elite, but outside of that, it's like, man. I, as you're watching that game, you you just your jaw just drops, but at the same time you're not shocked because this is Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Well, what do you what else do you expect from him? You feel me? So that that's just the surface of you know of what he went through over the course of his basketball career. You know, but his story is pretty crazy, and you know it's really on us to go back and study it, learn from it, be inspired. You know, be moved by it and go out there and change the world. You feel me? So, I'm going to end it at that. You you know, we love you, Kobe. Rest in paradise. And I pray for, you know, your family as they mourn through this tragedy, all right? So, now, that leads me into the next segment, which is Vegas Odds, all right? So, let me open up the the standings of the NBA and give you an update on just what's going on. So, I'm going to start out with the East, all right? Milwaukee Bucks up top. They look like they got control of the East, as usual. Giannis is a front-runner for MVP, as expected. Number two, Toronto Raptors. They, um, they, they're probably the most surprising team, I would say, with Kawhi leaving. But this is just evidence of how great that organization was, top to bottom. Kawhi did not do that championship on his own. You know, Nick Nurse is... One hell of a coach. He's entering that convo as top three coaches in the league. You feel me? And, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they could do in the playoffs. The next team is Celtics. This is probably the most interesting team to watch in the Celtics, just so as, as they go through their ups and downs. They're, they, they're quite unpredictable, but for the most part, they've been solid. And a shout-out to Tatum on his first All-Star appearance. That, that was pretty dope. If you go back on the podcast, I, I did predict that. Miami Heat at, got the fourth seed. They they continue to put on display how solid of an organization they got from top to bottom as well. Even though they've been just been going through injuries. They got a lot of injury prone players, but you know, they've been fighting through it as usual. Indiana Pacers right behind them. Uh like I said, they're a threat to um that fourth seed to get home court advantage, but Oh yeah, Oladipo did just return and whatnot, so that that was a good look to see him hit that clutch shot in his first game and whatnot, and, and for them to win overtime. But yeah, that that that's the Pacers. They're gonna be in the mix for sure. Philadelphia 76ers, they've been a quite disappointing for the most part, but I I, I still believe in them. You know, I, I still believe in their potential in the playoffs. I think they're well built for the playoffs as far as their defensive. They they got a lot of defensive players, so they 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 should if they could lock in on defense in the playoffs, they should go pretty far, despite having a, a relatively disappointing regular season. Right behind them, well, not right behind them, but the next two spots behind them in the seventh and eighth, we got Orlando Magic. They're just tough as nails. They ain't going nowhere. They're gonna be in the mix. They going they gonna take whoever they play to like a six game series and whatnot. And shout out to Fultz, man, for staying healthy. That that that's nice. Vucevic is playing pretty pretty nice. Well, that that's low key a snub for the All Star reserves, if you if you ask me. 
And then at the A spot, we got Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie just returned, so I, I-, I could see Brooklyn and Magic having a nice battle for it to see who's going to get that seven spot to avoid playing the Bucks in the first round. So interesting to watch. But that's the East for the most part. The, the, the top eight teams right now, I don't think any of those teams are going to fall out of the playoffs because if you look at the bottom half, it's Chicago Bulls, Detroit Pistons, Washington Wizards, Charlotte Hornets, New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Atlanta Hawks. Although they all um, they all have their little flaws, all those teams, and I don't really have faith in either of them to catch a playoff spot. So if you ask me, I think the eight spot, spots are locked in the East. The only thing that will change is the seeding, so that will be interesting to pay attention to to see how that unfolds. And then now let's go out to the West. In the West, we got, at the top, we got L.A. Lakers. Yeah, LeBron James just continues to put on display that when he's healthy, he's the best player in the league. It's still, which, which is pretty impressive. You know, I, we, I definitely appreciate being able to watch him throughout this era as him and A.D. are gelling, and they look like they're the favorites to probably take it all. Denver Nuggets, right? Um, they got the second seed right now. E- even though they've gone through quite a bit of injuries the past two weeks with Jamal Murray, Paul Millsap, and who else was injured? I believe it's Gary Harris. I think so. But yeah, but having Murray out is pretty huge, and they've been able to still somewhat overcome that, as usual, because they are the deepest team possibly in the in the league. LA Clippers right right tied up with them. They 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 look pretty feisty as we expected. They're starting to gel. You know, Paul, the only issue is that you know with Kawhi missing back-to-backs. I don't I don't see a big deal in that unless it's it's a injury that could you know disturb him during the playoffs, then that's an issue, but overall I believe they're he's resting the back-to-back so he could be healthy in the playoffs and he'll be there. So that's not an issue to me. The only issue is um Paul George. He he has been sitting out here and there because of injuries and whatnot. So that's something to keep an eye on. But yeah, Clippers look nice and they're starting to gel. Perfect. Utah Jazz, they went on a nice little run the past month on the low, as usual. So but overall, uh, oh yeah, they did trade for Jordan Clarkson over the past month, and he started, and he looks real nice with them. He's that was that was a real nice pickup for a six man to, you know, just to give him that extra punch that they might need in the playoffs against these upper echelon teams, you know, in the wild wild west. You feel me? Uh, right behind them, we got Dallas Mavericks. Uh, boy, was I wrong about Dallas Mavericks. I thought that they were too young. I thought Porzingis wasn't going to play enough games for them to sustain playoffs. But they, they're just showing how great of a coach Rick Carlisle has. Oh, he's always been this great of a coach. So they did pick up a lot of nice pieces in the offseason. And, they still, and, and they, they're not balling out crazy individually, but they play well together. They, they look like a great team together with, with Luka you know, at the helm of that. Salute to him for, you know, making it to the All-Star game as well. Oh, yeah, and also in Utah Jazz, salute to Donovan Mitchell for making his first appearance as well. All right, for right behind them is, well, tied with them is Houston Rockets currently. Uh, they, they've been one of the most disappointing teams currently. I, I, are they really booked? Because I, I don't think people really had a lot of hope in the Rockets to begin with, but... Considering the roster they they have, yes, they are the most just 
probably the most disappointing team in the West. But the Rockets are always a roller coaster. You just got to um, pay attention. I mean, it's interesting to watch them go through their ups and downs if, if you're not too caught up in, you know, certain things. But, but we'll see if they're able to get it together. Um, for the last month or two before the playoffs because that's what's important with them. What's important with them is just getting a decent seed and then show up in the playoffs. That That's what's important. There, there's no Golden State Warriors around, you know, that's kind of to give you a pass for losing, you know. So next up we got OKC Thunder. Yes, they've been the biggest surprise in the league. I mean, probably not to me. If you go back in the episode where I was talking about the West and the outlook in the beginning of the season, I said this is a team that a lot of people are underestimating. They're well constructed. I mean, people act like Westbrook and Paul George just left. No, they were traded. Traded. You know, Shea Gildress, Chris Paul, Galinari, these were guys that weren't here last year. So they they give them a nice punch to make up for the loss of Westbrook and Paul George. But and not just that, it's just that just the just the lineup is it just makes sense each player in each position makes sense they're well constructed they're they're they have a nice system going on so at the A spot is actually to me is the most biggest surprise in the west which is Memphis Grizzlies cuz honestly for me I th- I thought they were just too young to make this kind of noise in the west but I would say thankfully to how Spurs and Trailblazers are kind of I would say not living up to expect. I mean, Spurs, I would say we didn't have too much expectations on Spurs, but they do have two all-stars. Well, not all-stars, but, you know, two-star caliber players in DeRozan and Aldridge. So to see Memphis doing better than them, salute to Memphis, man, and John Morant. What a what a see, rookie season we're witnessing with him, man. So exciting to watch. But that that's Memphis Grizzlies. It, it'll be interesting to see how Memphis, the Spurs, and Trailblazers fight for that final spot right there. So that that's something to keep an eye on. Spurs are starting to, I would say, catch their stride after having such an ugly beginning of the season. But they're starting to come together one one piece at a time. So Memphis got to watch out for that. And it's a similar thing with Blazers. They start out poorly, but they're just one of them roller coaster teams as well. They go have their ups and downs, but if they catch fire, bam, they might just snatch that eighth seed and run away with it. So Memphis, salute y'all for having that position. Stand firm. I wish y'all luck. And that's it for now. I guess um the lad the bottom teams are, you know, Phoenix Suns. Uh they haven't been doing I, I guess they started off the season high and then they started to slow down. And then actually the past week they started to pick it up somewhat. So we'll see we'll see if they can pick it up and join this race with Portland and Spurs. So that's interesting. Also, I know a lot of y'all got y'all eye on the Pelicans with Zion's return. I, I, I don't I don't have faith in this team really making a push to fight for that eight seed or whatnot. I think they're gonna they're they're gonna sit at the I would say around the twelve thirteen spot. You know, just hover around there. But we'll see, man. It'll it'll be interesting just to see what Zion does. Right. That that's what was most important. And salute to Ingram, man, for just balling out so hard this season, bro. Salute. And then under them is Sacramento Kings. What's interesting is that. They start off. They started off mediocre, and then when Bagley and De'Aaron Fox went down, they started. They caught. They were playing pretty good. They somewhat. I would have. Yeah, they somewhat caught on fire, right? And then when they returned, you would think that okay, this is a nice little push to push them into playoff position. But you know, 
Bagley and De'Aaron Fox returned and they started to lose quite a bit. So that that's some the that that's quite the um eye opener. Maybe the fact that Rashawn Holmes been out for so long, he he's been beast in this season. So that that could be an element. But Kings, I will keep my eye one eye open on them. But at this point, ah, I think they're too young to overcome the kind of hole they dug themselves into. The last two teams, Minnesota Timberwolves, Golden State Warriors, they'll they'll settle at the bottom for the most part. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns didn't make the all-star team. I think that was somewhat of a snub, but he was injured for about a month, so I guess that makes sense. And it's just interesting to see how Minnesota Timberwolves and Warriors are kind of t- talking to each other about trades over there at the bottom, but, yeah, they'll sit there. And that's the landscape of the league right now on the surface. You know what I'm saying? In latter episodes, I'll go more in depth about more topics and whatnot. But, you know, just with with Kobe being on everybody's mind, I just had to address that real quick. Get back on my horse and get this thing going again. You know what I'm saying? I dropped three episodes last year. And ever since 2020 started, I haven't been able to drop any episodes because of some technical issues, but that's another story. What's important is that I'm back. You know what I'm saying? I know I was gone for a second over the holidays, but I'm back. It's 2020, and I will say look forward to upcoming episodes, all right? And I will say to wrap this up, this is just opinions, not facts. Anything you disagree with, leave me a message, comment, send me a a message. Oh, I said that twice, whatever. Always willing to debate and see other perspectives. And next time, I'll be breaking down some February action and giving mid-season awards. You know, talking about the all-star break or whatever, what goes on and whatnot. So subscribe and be on the lookout. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in to Case Court Podcast. This your boy Case, the realest basketball fan alive. And I'm out. Uh. I've been killing all these suckers where they get, man. Seeing through your cat, cause my vision is a cat scan. Trying to get up in the game like I'm Pac-Man. So I'm blacking out on the track like I'm Batman. Uh, call me Captain, always gotta look for him. Beat so tight, I almost put a hook on it. Verse so far, I almost put a cook on it. Had a shit jumping, looking like I put a foot on it. Got a hundred on a dash when I book Sonic. Only game that I play, got a book on it. Got a flow so hard that it looks solid. Y'all be cynical, pitiful, read a book, college. Running it, they was putting like Weezy. Your baby stunting to Satan I'm paying nothing to sofa like David Ruffin All these niggas gossip I'll get why they hating them I ain't singing to these bitches I lead that shit to Drake and them Pull up in the all black But I never was saving them I was probably just slaying them Nigga barely was dating them I can do this till I'm 50 Cause I rap with the cars You gon' quit it when you're 30 Cause you rap in the cars Swear your shit up a song I been all these suckers Where they at, man Seeing through your cat Cause my vision is a cat scan Trying to get up in the game Like I'm Pac-Man So I'm blacking out on the track Like I'm Batman I have been killing all these suckers Where they at, man See Seeing through your cat, cause my vision is a cat scan Trying to get up in the game like I'm Pac-Man So I'm blacking out on the track like I'm Batman I been rolling dolo on them, I don't need me no robbing So I be running through paper that be thick but no robbing Man, I grew up in the city where them niggas be robbing I ain't stressing, I ain't messing with a bird like a robin Many niggas that can reckless, I approach it with caution
10 Finesse it how I move but go harder than Rob man Even at the bottom I reach up for the top man This is how you elevate from worker to the boss man I ain't Mike Posner, I ain't posting too often But I'm trying to run the map from LA out to Boston Relationship goes, what the hell is she talking? I'm just trying to bang go something like Andy Dalton Niggas say they ballin' well, how much did it cost? And I ain't talking LA but these niggas be dodging Looking for the competition, feeling like I done lost them Cause it's murder that I wrote, caught a core and it's chalk And don't get lost in the I've sauce been fans Suckers where they at, man, seeing through your cap Cause my vision is a cap game Trying to get up in the game like I'm Pac-Man So I'm blacking out on the track like I'm Batman I've been killing all these suckers where they at, man Seeing through your cap, cause my vision is a cat scan Trying to get up in the game like I'm Pac-Man So I'm blacking out on the track like I'm Batman 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 Blacking out on the track like I'm Batman